me. <laughs> it's me, Toria, with Just a Little Pod. It's your girl, the host, the one with the disability. And I'm here with a full episode for you guys today because it's Dwarfism Awareness Month. And I wanted to make sure that we kicked it off right with an episode where we're talking about dwarfism. And this whole month is going to be to get dedicated to all things dwarfism. You hear me? Do you hear me well? Okay. So, um, so yeah, I've been giving y'all some short episodes um, just because I have to keep the show going, you know. But uh, for today, it's still going to be me because Renisha is still, you know, on her sabbatical. Um, but she should be back soon. Um, and she will be, I believe, participating still in the um, Dwarfism Awareness Month um, episodes. So just, you know, be ready for her. She's coming soon. Okay. And she'll be back revitalized, you know, rejuvenized. She'll be, she'll be good. You hear me? Um, so, so yes, be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, it's just going to be me and we're going to just talk about the history of dwarfism. We're going to talk about the, you know, just the life of a little person. We're going to talk about all of that. Um, and we do have a special guest that's coming up in uh, the month of October. Uh, it's a special guest or he's a special guest. And um, I guess I'll just keep it as a surprise on who it is. Um, but he is pretty cool, I think so, and um, I'm very excited to have our first guest coming up, so make sure y'all follow us on all uh, social media and uh, all the places that you listen to podcasts, make sure y'all follow us so y'all can stay notified whenever we post um, a new episode. And also another little church announcement, um, make sure you, um, on our social media, if you click the link in our bio, you will be directed to the link uh, for the National Alliance of Melanin Disabled Advocates Summit that's coming up this year. It's gonna be November 8th and um, the registration is open. So please make sure y'all check out that link and um, register, tell your friends. It's going to be a great event. I'm so excited to be a part of it. Um, Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful women um, have put this together, and it's just going to be great, and I'm I'm just super excited to see the turnout. So I'm hoping to see all my little pod friends in uh, the audience there, and it would be great to, you know, just see some faces and um, see them participate so um so those are the announcements um and also all this information will be in the description box so make sure you check that out as well all right um and yes so yeah we'll get started with the episode but before we start I have a really really random thing I have to say it's not that random it's actually kind of falling into the dwarfism awareness month um topic but um if you watch the circle um which is a, is a tv show on netflix it's a great show i always tell people it's basically a show where you have a combination of 
just imagine like Big Brother and Catfish, the TV show. Imagine those two shows merging together and they create the circle. It's a really interesting show. Um, but this latest season, I'm not, I was kind of upset. And I'm probably being upset because of the fact that I am <laughs> being biased in a way. But there was a person on the show, I'm not spoiling anything, by the way. Um, uh, or maybe I will on accident. So just be, be cautious of hearing this part of the episode. But there's a person on the show, her name is Ruxana. And her name, I mean, uh, her name's Roxana, <laughs> and she is a little person on the show. And I was so excited to see a little person on the show. I was like obsessed. I was like, I wonder if she's gonna come in as herself or is she going to be like a catfish? I wonder how people are going to like treat her and all this other stuff. I was just rooting for her. I was like, it would be great if she won because that would be such a, a a cool point for the little people community. Um, so I was just super excited to see that she was on the show. And the more I was watching of her, she was just amazing. And I was obsessed with her. And I, and I was just like, I want the confidence that you have, girl. And so um, anyway, she's great. Well, now this is the spoiler alert. So if you watch the show and you didn't get to this part, I suggest that you probably skip over this part but if you have already seen it because all the episodes have already been posted um so yeah so if you've made it all the way to the end you already know that Rusana got eliminated and it was all like it was so janky I was so mad I actually like wanted to scream because I thought she was great I loved her her vibe was great and then the fact that she got eliminated I was just like oh some haters I don't like this. So I just wanted to vent about that a little bit and um, just talk about how she was played and I don't like it. So there's that. And then I have another little random thought too, is that um, I, um, it's, it's actually connected to the circle, but I want to have like an after show where we talk about the circle um, I, I, it should have been something that we did prior to the show um, coming out, but we could do like an after show where we talk about this. I don't know, but it was just, I just, a lot of random things were coming up after seeing her on this show. And I was just like, we need more representation. So I was so thankful for her to be there on that show representing for the little people. And, um, but yes, if you want like commentary, on the show, um, we've mentioned this podcast before, but um, I suggest that you check out Problematic Podcast, um, where they discuss, you know, uh, TV shows and um, reality shows and things like that. And uh, one of the topics is the circle, so go check it out. Um, so anyway, back to the um, episode. The whole point of this episode. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm recording this via Zoom, but I want to make sure my bun is in the video because if not, it's going to look like I am bald and I don't have the head of a, like, to be bald. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
I wish I had that. I want to sport a bald look, but the way my head is, I it wouldn't work for me. So I'm trying to make sure the video, it doesn't matter. If you're listening to us via like the audio, that's, it doesn't matter to you, I guess. But anyway, so, um, so like I said, make sure y'all are uh, following us and connected to us so y'all can stay notified to um, whenever we post a new episode. And yes, so today's episode, we're going to talk about the history of dwarfism. Um, but obviously, it's an, it makes more sense to discuss what dwarfism is before we even get to the history part. Um, so we're going to talk about it. Now, you want to know why this is so important to me. Um, this is my first time actually even celebrating Dwarfism Awareness Month. I honestly didn't know we had a, an awareness month to begin with. Um, it wasn't until I think last year or the year before where I was like, oh my gosh, we have a whole month. That's so cool. And so, um, so this is a fun time for me to like actually start to celebrate it. Um, and also it's Another reason to be special is because I, your host, I have a, um, my disability is dwarfism. So it makes sense for us to acknowledge this lovely month, okay? And so, um, so yeah, let's get right to it. Um, okay, what dwarfism is? You're probably like, what is it? Tell me. I thought it was just something to do with y'all's height, which you're correct if that's what you thought. But um, dwarfism is basically a medical or genetic condition that uh, results in someone being the height of 4'10", 4 4 foot 10 or smaller. So um, typically, um, I think the average for like someone like myself, I think the average is like four foot four, like four feet to four foot four, like that range. Um, but depending on the type of dwarfism, it can get to four foot 10, um, or, you know, smaller. So, um, so yeah, it's a genetic condition. Um, and commonly dwarfism is caused by a genetic mutation. So for all, for all my science homies, the people who are like, so into science and stuff, um, Dwarfism is commonly caused by a genetic mutation. Um, and that genetic mutation is called FGR, no, FGFR3. And so, um, and so that is usually present in either the father's sperm or the uh, mother's, uh, the mother's egg. And so, um, so yeah. And um, it's, by the way, the FGFR3 is, um, it's called, or it's the full word is fibroblast growth factor receptor three. So again, to the homies who love science and medical stuff, y'all, like that's for you, baby, you know? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's caused by that. Um, there's literally over four um 400 types of dwarfism so it's very much so a diverse um condition uh most commonly when you do see like little people most commonly you'll see that they they have the type called achondroplasia which is what my type is called 
Um, I feel like that's probably the most common form of dwarfism. I could be wrong. Um, but uh, so yeah, we have that. And then we have um, pseudoachondroplasia. We have osteogenesis imperfecta. I hope I said that right. Um, we have diastrophic dysplasia. And then there's epiphyseal dysplasia. I hope I didn't completely butcher that. But those are the most, um, those are some of the common types. Um, and depending on your type of dwarfism, you will have like specific medical um, concerns or problems associated with that type of dwarfism. So like for me, um, hydrocephalus is a common um, concern. So we have to monitor that. Um, I know um, ear infections, I believe is not just common to one dwarfism. Um, I think that's all types of dwarfism, if I'm not mistaken. But I know ear infections is like super common. Um, there's some little people who have uh, have had to put uh, tubes in their ears um, be, uh, to kind of help um, navigate, you know, the whole ear infection situation. Um, there's also um, sleep apnea, which is common with achondroplasia. There is um, uh, uh, Lord. Um, there's a uh, I forgot the term, but like um, our spine like the compression on the spine and the brainstem is like a common concern as well. My, me, myself, I've had to have, have surgery on my spine to uh, release that compression. Um, so, which is what I found out to be a common thing amongst uh, little people. So, um, so yeah, I got that surgery too, y'all. It's, it's right, right in the lower back, baby. Um, <laughs> And so, uh, so yeah, so different types of little people, I mean, different types of dwarfism calls for different types of medical um, concerns and stuff like that. Um, and then there's some little people who are fortunate enough to never have had surgery. They don't have the, the issues that come with it. So, um, so it just kind of ranges. It just depends on the person. Um, and so, yeah, and uh as far as terms go, you will hear me use little person when referring to dwarfism. Um, I try not to use um, person with dwarfism. I, I only use it in certain circumstances, um, but I usually just call people little people, little person. Um, you will also hear some folks say dwarf. You'll, you'll hear a lot of different variations. Um, but for me and my house, we use <laughs> we use little person. Um, you will not hear me use the M word, um, which I find myself during this month of October, I'm probably gonna have to say it more than I would like to. But um, the word I'm referring to is midget. You will not use, you will not hear that term coming out of my mouth when referring to little people. Um, I have a whole uh, episode that will be dedicated to uh, why we don't use that word and why we don't use that when referring to little people and why it's considered an offensive term. Um, so I won't spend time on that now. It'll be a whole separate episode for that. 
Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, we don't use that. It's not an accurate term. Um, little people, I often hear people say, well, isn't that offensive? It's, I mean, the reality is we are little. <laughs> so um, it, it's not condescending. It's just the fact is we are little. That's just the reality of it. So um, that's the word we accepted. That's the PC word. And that's the word we're going to use. All right. And so, yeah, um, I will say, like I said, I won't spend a lot of time on the word midget specifically on this episode, but I will say that um, in this episode, you will kind of get the history as to why that word is not okay. Um, so we're going to focus on the history of dwarfism, right? Um, so just so you know, little people is not a new concept, or we are not a new concept. Dwarfism is not a new concept. This didn't just come out in the 90s. This is not, this isn't, we've been here. We've been here since the beginning of time, okay? Um, how society saw us has changed through time, um, but, and, and information, and accurate information, I should say, accurate information started to come out later in life, but we've always been here. Okay, um, and so we'll start all the way back in ancient Egypt. Um, and I'm gonna also cite my sources in this um, episode. So check that out in the description box. But um, funny enough, I couldn't really get very, like I couldn't find really good articles on the history of uh, little people, but I did find this one uh, website that gave me um, some really clear instruction, uh, instructions, clear information about little people. So, um, so I will cite that source um, because I really want to give them the shout out um, for giving very clear information on little people. So, um, so yeah, we're gonna go all the way back to ancient Egypt, where little people were considered, you know connected to the divine, right? Um, we were respected in that manner because a lot of folks used to associate us with, you know, the gods of Bess and um, Pita. I don't, I hope I'm not saying that wrong either, um, but it's P as in Paul, T as in Tom, A as in Adam, H as in horse. I don't remember how to, anyway, but yeah, um, so P-T-A-H, so I called it Pita, but um, it might not be pronounced that way, but we were um, often associated with those two gods. Um, Bess was the god of home, family, and childbirth, so everything relating to the home life, that was Miss Bess, or that was the god Bess, and then Pita is um, the god of earth, earth, earth's essential elements so that's where so those two guys were like you know so if you were a little person you must have must be connected to those two people so therefore people in um in those communities would you know use the use little people and bring them into their homes so they can have uh reap the benefits of you know those gods, if that makes sense. Um, so like little people were oftentimes like midwives, 
um, or like babysitters <laughs> for um, families because again, they were associated with um, best. And so that was like, you are basically close to God in those situations. Um, and so there's that. And I also made a note and they, the person who uh, wrote the, the article that I read, they also pointed this out too, but it's very interesting how when we look or when we are creating these images and these stereotypes of little people, we oftentimes um, put them in, in roles of like fairy tales or, you know, like folks living underground, such as like a troll or like a leprechaun and things like that. Um, it's interesting, we, we now do that, but we also have to remember, like we can link that back to our history and like history, that's what they did. Like basically you're, back then they were still kind of viewing little people in this like mythical creature type situation, right? Like this person, this little person is good luck. You are closer to God when you have this little person present in your life, right? Um, so it's just, it's, it's just interesting how we have those two connections. Um, so that's why it's always important to learn about your history, not just this type of history, but just history in general, because everything we do, we can always link it back to, um, to something, right? Um, so yes. Um, so yeah, because of the connection to the gods, little people were often like revered in Egypt. Um, they even were allowed to like serve in high roles in government. So they pretty much were, you know, highly respected during that time. And then when we move into like the, uh, like two, 2000 BC era, like that kind of era, um, we start to see little people having jobs such as like jewelers or linen attendants. Um, like I said earlier, midwives, they were pilot, boat pilots. Um, and then I saw that they, that little people had the role of bird catchers, which I kind of chuckled at because how interesting is that, that a little person had the role of catching birds when birds fly and they fly high and, and it's like why would you give that role to a little person like better yet why would you give that role to anybody personally but to a little person I just feel like that's contradictory and I also feel like um y'all were wrong for that like that was that's not cute but um but anyway, so I just thought that was interesting. But yes, these, although they had these jobs, these positions were still considered like lower status. Um, and so, uh, yes, so just keep that in mind that they had jobs, but they were like lower status type jobs, okay? So um, comparatively, compared to the ancient Egypt and moving on to like old kingdom Egypt, they were starting to um, be less revered and more, um, more so putting, being put in these low status roles, if that makes sense. Um, and so we move into ancient, uh, ancient Rome where it gets even worse. <laughs> 
where the attitude towards little people was like basically down to nothing. And, um, and little people were considered slaves in this time or in this time period. And um, what I found was that they would oftentimes perform in these Roman arenas, um, which it, it wasn't performing in a sense of like, we respect these people. It's mostly just for entertainment purposes. Um, it was just entertaining for folks to see little people fight each other and or do these performances and things like that. Um, so they would be um, in those roles or um, owners would literally um, malnourish them um, because apparently when you malnourish uh, little people slaves, they would sell at a higher price. So anytime there's slavery involved, we should never expect any type of respect given, given to these slaves, okay? And so, um, so think just something to think about in that sense. And then when we get to ancient Greece, that's when we started seeing images of little people being, um, they're being seen as like these, almost like over-sexualized, menacing, beings basically um so like during the uh i don't know dionysian era um i hope i said that right <laughs> Jeez, words are hard but anyway during that era it, you'll see a lot of like art pieces where there's um little people who have like these outsized large penises basically um, and they're lusting after average size women. Um, and so, and I also think that's interesting too, because I feel like that is something, I mean, I'm not, I don't, you know, I'm not a man and I, I don't own these things. So therefore, I don't know if this is like a, 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 a thought that wrote, that kind of comes into a man's uh, mind, but I would assume that little people or men who are little people um, probably get that stereotype a lot that, you know, they, people just assume that they have, you know, like, although they're little, they might have a large penis or whatever. Um, so they're being like sexualized in that way. And, um, and that all they want to be with is average sized women. And so, um, so I just find that interesting. And I wonder if that is like a, an actual thought that people have um, or like a concern that people have when it comes to, you know, maybe dating and things like that. Um, but also uh, going back to those images, um, the whole purpose was to show that little, like this is how little people are. These are how little people or men who are little people, that's what they are. Um, I remember when I tried to watch Game of Thrones, um, I couldn't get into that show. I know people are probably like, oh my gosh, Tori, you didn't watch it. I tried, I've watched, I tried to watch that show maybe four times and I could not get past maybe three or four episodes. Um, but I remember I saw a scene where we are introduced to Peter Dinklage's character and, um, he was like having sex with all of these prostitutes and things like that, or sex workers, I should say. Um, and I was like, well, that's interesting because, and I'm also not shocked that he is 
like that is his character um and so yeah it's just interesting to think about how little people are seen as these like over sexualized beings and I also remember I remember reading an article I need to find it but this was like a while ago I remember reading an article where Judy Garland who played Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz um, alleged that the munchkins um, sexually assaulted her and um, and of, of course the munchkins they um, they refuted that. They were like, no, that's not true. Um, so I just think about that a lot, how like, I want, like, that's such a stereotype, mostly among men, I feel like. Um, and I, and I, it, I think it stems from ancient Greece, where they would show those images of little people, you know, coming after uh, average sized women. Um, and you gotta also remember too, this is, that, that, that is a, a common stereotype, I feel like with most people, like even in the black uh, community, like I know for black folks, um, men are overly sexualized as well, or men and women, I'm sorry, men and women are over, overly sexualized as well. Um, there's a stereotype that men are gonna come after white women, uh, there's a stereotype that women are just, you know, they're sexual as well. That's a whole nother conversation. But if you think about it, like those stereotypes came from slavery and it still affects us to this day. Um, so, so yeah, like just think, this is something to think about. And, um, yeah, so, um, so there's that. So these patterns these patterns of bondage have um, unfortunately, like the, they spread throughout other countries. Um, so in China, there was um, bondage there as well, as well as West Africa. There's some accounts of that as well. Um, a lot of times little people were just the servants of the king of said country, right? Um, and so, so yeah, um, little people just weren't, we weren't out here being, you know, like in these prestigious roles. We just weren't, okay? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, uh, I also wrote down how the courts of China employed little people as entertainers and court jesters. So like I said earlier, um, you know, with the Roman era, we were um, usually in the Roman arenas a lot, providing some type of entertainment to, towards average sized folks. And that behavior also was happening in China as well. So, um, and I have a story about court gestures. I don't know if I should save it for now or use it for later, but, uh, but long, well, no, I'm gonna say it right now. Long story short, I was in theater in middle school I didn't know this at the time. I, I, I found out about this later. But um, at the time I was in theater and I believe I was in the sixth grade. Um, we had a play, I believe it was the 12th night, I think was the our play. Um, I don't remember that part. I don't remember that detail. But basically I 
um, got the role or my teacher gave me the role of a court jester. And me being in sixth grade, I didn't know the history attached to little people being court jesters. I just took it as, oh, okay, I got me a role. Cool, right. And I was excited because I was like, okay, this person got some lines, all right? <laughs> um, well, behind the scenes, my mom was like, absolutely not. My daughter is not playing this role. And so she was actually very upset. Um, I was not upset, <laughs> again, because I didn't know. But uh, my mom was very upset. She called my teacher and was like, absolutely not. She will not be a court jester. I, you got to give her another role. And um, the teacher was just like, um, I don't see the problem. You know, uh, it's a role that has a lot of lines um, to where it would be great. And my mom's like, no. And then she explained why. And then the teacher was like, wow, I did not know that. I, that was not intentional. And um, the teacher ended up changing my role, gave it to, she. Uh, he gave that role to someone else, which is actually my friend, another friend of mine. Um, she, he gave her that role and um, I, I had like a different role. If, and if I'm not mistaken, I think he made up that role for me because um, I don't think he was an actual like character in the story. I don't know. But anyway, I had a different role and it did not involve me having to wear a court jester outfit. <laughs> um, so there's that. And thank God for my mom for catching that because if I would have looked back on my life and saw myself as a dang court jester, I probably would be very upset. But, um, but yeah, basically she didn't want me to be like, cause that's what all little people were. Um, especially now in these, well, at that time, I feel like we're doing better now, but at that time, um, little people were always in these roles of some type of entertainment piece, uh, entertainment piece for the film or for the show or anything like that. And my mom was like, no, she's a, she's a person. And, and also she auditioned for something else and you gave her this. So, um, so yeah, but that teacher was also just not very kind in general. So, um, he was not a great teacher in my opinion. So I'm not really shocked at all. But anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. But, <laughs> but um, this is why I need to have Renisha here with me so I don't get off track, guys. So, um, so yes, in China, that's what little people were considered. Um, and there is this emperor who, uh, he had little people who were slaves he kept them in a harem or harem harem and he called it the resting palace for mis or i'm sorry the resting palace for desirable mothers and i just thought that was such an interesting term you want to call it mr emperor but um so yeah he kept slaves just you know just at his own will or whatever and uh then we move into the italian renaissance and we had another lady her name is uh, Isabella de Este. I don't know how to say. I am butchering the names, guys. I apologize. But she also, um, she viewed little people as collectible items. So you see how we're not 
considered human. <laughs> Do y'all see that? Do y'all see the, the correlation now? Uh, the trend perhaps? Um, we were not considered human at, the, at this point in life. Um, so she collected us like collectible items and she would hoard little people in her palace and she tried to breed little people so she can have more of them. Um, she kept them in these like design, specially designed rooms. And by the way, she didn't keep them in there just because she was trying to keep them comfortable. She was just keeping them in there in these design, uh, specially designed rooms because it was good for display. Everything in these rooms were small, tiny. Everything was low to the ground. Everything was just tiny. And again, it wasn't for accessibility reasons. It was simply because of display. It looked cool to her. Um, so not for the comfort of little people, okay? And um, so yeah, so it was just a lot of that, right? But it keeps going, guys. It, the monarchy ended, okay? And little people were starting to get a little bit more independence, but with independence, there is, um, you have to have a job, okay? <laughs> and they, little people could not get jobs. Um, the only type of jobs they could get was jobs where they had to uh, uh, be on display. So they, uh, a, a lot of times they were in the entertainment business, putting their bodies on display. And so, um, so they made money doing that. So if they had to be in these freak shows, if they had to be in these like dime museums, if they had to do all of that just to get paid and make a living, they would do it. And it's so unfortunate that that's the situation because I feel like that's something little people still have to go through is like having to be in these positions where they have to be um, humiliated basically in order to make a living and it's, sucks okay um and so yes and also the medical field was starting to become more curious about little people so this is where there was a lot of testing being done on little people this is where folks were trying to find answers people were trying to find cures or people were just being disgusting and, and creeps and all sorts of stuff and just literally creating experiments on little people. Um, there's this famous, um, there's this famous um, German, uh, he was a Nazi doctor. And, um, and basically, I wanna get his name, um, but basically he uh, tested, he did, uh, science experiments on this family of little people. And um, I believe they made a documentary about that. Um, yes, his name was Joseph um, Mengele. And yeah, he basically just performed medical experiments on these, uh, it's a family, I believe, of little people. And like I said, there was, um, I think there's a documentary on HBO uh, that literally talks about that and it's very heartbreaking and it's it but it also goes to show that Dr. Mengele um, 
who again was a Nazi doctor who he was not concerned about the per the people and you know nothing he was just simply using their bodies and mutilating them and just doing all kinds of just disgusting stuff to their body for just because of the fact that they were little people and and by the way guys this is how eugenics come into play like eugenics was popping during this time and so if you were a person who you know if you were not white if you were not able-bodied if you were not um if you weren't blue-eyed blonde white and if you were not able-bodied you something had to have to be wrong with you um, because you're not a part of the status quo so to speak right and so um so yes they it, I highly suggest checking out that documentary again I'll put it in the description box because off the top of my head I cannot remember the title of the documentary so um but I'll put it in the description box if you're interested in watching it um, because yes, it's very interesting for you to watch, uh, to hear that this is what was going down during that time. And, um, so yes, um, like I said, little people had to put their bodies on display in order to make money. So again, this is where little people were starting to work in circuses or freak shows and things like that. Um, P.T. Barnum, uh, which if you know that name, you probably know him from The Greatest Showman, the movie with Hugh Jackman. They completely romanticized him and Tom Thumb because in reality, uh, P.T. Barnum used Tom Thumb because uh, Tom Thumb was starting to get a lot of people coming in because of course people wanted to see this little person. Um, you know, everybody was like, you know, enamored by him, I guess. And so um, P.T. Barnum basically changed Tom Thumb's identity. His real name is actually Charles Stratton. Um, but yeah, he but completely used this guy and got rich off of this guy. Um, and uh, so because of P.T. Barnum and his work, um, having his little circus and things like that, other types of freak shows started popping up around the country, uh, around the world, actually. And, and it always involved a little person. And, you know, people would just come in, take pictures, well, maybe not take pictures, but come in, poke, prod, all kinds of stuff, just expecting this little person to perform. And it's very much so along the lines of minstrel shows, right? Um, and then I also wanted to uh, end that section off with, um, there's this book called Freak Show by Robert Bogdan, and there was a quote in the book, and I thought that was, I thought the quote was so, like, disturbing to me, <laughs> um, but it was basically advertising a um, little person in 1738, and it says, taken in a wood in, taken in the woods, I assume, I may have messed that up, but taken in the wood in Guinea, or Guinea? New Guinea, 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 maybe it's Guinea, but it's in Africa, West Africa, and, um, and it says, tis a female about four foot high and every part like a human, excepting her head, which nearly resembles an ape, and um, I want to just add a little more clarity and insight to that statement, um, like I said, uh, Guinea is in West Africa, 
Um, so more than likely, this little person was a black woman. And um, it's just a little disturbing that they was advertising her as an ass, saying that she resembles an ape because of her head. And I just want to say, this is why intersectionality needs to be discussed and needs to be um, brought in every time we talk about um, racism, disability, or racism, ableism, all of that. We need to talk about those intersections because, um, because yes, black black little people exist, um, and which also leads me to my other point: how I tried to find information specifically on little people who are also black, and I could not find a lot <laughs> of information. Every time we talk, every time there's a conversation about dwarfism, it's always discussed from the lens of whiteness. Um, and uh, I know it's probably annoying for some people to hear about race all the time, but hey, this is this is reality, okay? Um, and so anyway, um, so every time I, I read new stuff about uh, dwarfism and I hear from specific accounts, I always try to think about where's the black people because they existed, I know they did. Uh, Dwarfism does not just affect just one race of people. It affects everybody. And so um, so I just thought that quote was interesting for many reasons. But this person that they were talking about, this woman is a Black woman, and they resembled her to an ape, partly because of her being a Black woman and being Black, being referred to or being compared to a monkey or ape is that was common back in those days um so there's that layer and then the extra layer of calling her or talking about her in a way um where she's not a human talking about her in that way because of her being a little person like those two things is happening at the same time if that makes sense right and so um so i don't know it just really caused me to like I really wanted to make sure I mentioned that um, because I know for myself whenever I when I was growing up and I would see little people I always saw for the most part I saw um folks that were white and um and it made me feel it created this idea in my head that black little people don't exist and that I was some type of anomaly right and it wasn't until I started to see um growing up there was you know I of course seen little people in person and stuff and I started seeing black little people and I was like cool okay this is oh, I'm not the only one this is good to know right and then I remember I watched an episode of Martin and Tanya from Little Women from Little Women LA she was on an episode of Martin and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, so it's good to know black people exist in the dwarfism world. Um, so I just, I just noticed that even as a child, that there was not a lot of representation of black little women out there. And, and then it further forced me to uh, look deeper into that as well when this TikToker, um, I forgot her name. Jeez, I'm forgetting everybody's name. Um, but I posted about her on our podcast page 
but she was saying like don't you find it suspicious that you don't see little people slaves and it's not very suspicious because they did exist it's just we don't have any accounts of them like specific accounts from little people because oftentimes they were shout out to imani um aka crutches and spice um but uh they were either killed or they were you know um forced to work in these freak shows or they were experimented on and so it's like so they were there but having a specific story or an ex a specific account from a little person and hearing their experience that is hard to find um and so so that is i just find that interesting and i i really hope to dig deeper into that because dwarfism just like any type of disability um it cannot just be told from a white lens okay we have to talk about those intersections so like what is it like being a disabled person and also indigenous what is it like to be a disabled person and being a woman and also being um you know uh hispanic what is it like to be disabled and also queer and also um black you know what i'm saying like what is that like like it's very important to understand that there's intersections here, okay? Disability does not only affect just white folks, it affects everybody. And so um, I just went on a whole tangent, but that quote alone showed me that, because it, even in that quote, it was not even acknowledged that she was a black woman. You just, you have to kind of, you know, go deeper because like I said Guinea Guinea is in Africa so I was like this is a black woman that they're talking about you know what I'm saying so I I don't know it just kind of triggered something in my brain and I was like yeah like y'all just called her an ape because of the fact that she's black and because she's a little person and so anyway um I might make this a part two I don't know um but the whole moral actually no there won't be a part two but i'll just wrap it up here but basically with this history little people have always been here but through uh throughout history we were considered these divine gods and then it turned into us being um these like slaves basically we were held in bondage and then when we did have independence we were only allowed to have um, certain type of roles, but these roles were only, or jobs were only entertainment type jobs for average type people. And, and, um, and then, yeah, we, people making money off of us, um, all those types of things. And then it wasn't until later on where, uh, Billy Barty was just like, hey, I'm going to be an actor and I'm also going to raise awareness about, dwarfism and then that's when he created the little people of america and in hopes to connect with other little people and also bring awareness to society and to tell people that hey although we're little we're still human okay and we deserved we deserve rights just like any other person does right and we deserve to be seen, we deserve to be heard, and we deserve to, you know, have a life that we 
choose to have, right? And so um, is it getting any better for little people? I would probably say slowly but surely. There's still a lot of undoing that we have to do because um, there's still a lot of stuff that we um, still bring in from our history. We bring it into uh, current day uh, today. And so we still have a lot of undoing to do. We still have a lot of work to do, um, even within our own community. So, um, so yeah, is it better? It's just a smidge, okay? Um, so I encourage you all to really think about all of the, the history that I dropped. I'm sure there's way more to it than, than what I'm giving. But um, but that's just a big chunk of it. Um, but yeah, little people been here. We've been here, okay. And we just like we deserved it then. We deserve it now. That we deserve we deserve rights. We deserve to be seen as people because some of y'all some of y'all don't be treating little people like people, and y'all need to look look at yourselves a little differently okay <laughs> so um so I, I'll just end this episode on that note just you know consider that you know little people been here all right um so next episode we will have our guest um I'm very excited because it's our first guest of the show and um I'm very curious to see how this turns out so please make sure y'all stay notified by following us. Um, there's a follow button on Spotify. There's a follow button on Apple Podcasts. There's a follow button on Google Podcasts. Just click that bad boy so you can be notified when we drop new episodes. Um, and also make sure to leave us a review. We always wanna try to get be better. We always want to improve. We always want to give you guys what you want. And so if you are not giving us no feedback, we're just going to assume that we killing the game. All right. <laughs> so make sure to leave us a review um, so we can just hear your thoughts. If you love us, let us know. If you hate us, um, you can let us know, but just be kind about it. Okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, just leave us a review. Uh, you can also leave us messages on Anchor. Uh, so you can leave like audio messages, which I think is so cute. So feel free to do that as well. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, make sure to follow our, uh, you can get our podcast on our website, justalittlepod.com. So if you're like, how do I get to you guys? Just type in justalittlepod.com and you'll find all the episodes on the website. And if you want to find our podcast pages, you can also click the buttons at the top of the web page to, um, to see that uh, or to find that. Um, and make sure to follow us on Instagram, just a little pod. Um, we're getting better with using Twitter more often. Um, I always forget about Twitter personally. And so I try to be better with that. And if you want to follow us on our personal pages, um, you can follow us. My my personal page is Toria J T O R I A J A E, and then Ronisha's is underscore R O N I S H A. Um, I'll be honest; she probably posts more than I do, 
um, on our personal pages. I suck at posting on mine um, because I'm so busy just scrolling, 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 okay? So, but you know, still give us a follow and uh, yeah. And if y'all have questions, if y'all want to support us, if y'all want to be a guest on our show, because I'm always too scared to ask other people to be on our show. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to be on our show or if you want us to be on your show, um, you can email us or DM us, whatever you prefer. But you can email us at justalittlepro at gmail.com. Um, and we will respond back to you. But uh, otherwise, I think y'all are amazing. Thank y'all for listening. And don't forget to follow us and leave us reviews because we want to make sure we're giving y'all quality work. Um, so please let us know what you're thinking about this podcast. Alrighty, so uh, take care of yourselves and I'll see y'all at the next episode i will see you at the next episode